Uh-huh. All right, what's up, everybody? And welcome mm-hmm. back to the Burning Down the House <laughs> podcast. I am your luscious host, Daniel Mint, and I'm joined luscious. by my beautiful co-hosts, Josh Fetzer and the lovely Austin Regula. And he Podcasting from home, yeah, what's up? Casting from home, yeah, everyone's so, at home. So you know how we like finally got a setup that was like good? And like it was like, <laughs> alright, there's at least two of us in a room and we have the setup. Well, you see, here's what happened. My <laughs> aunt and uncle decided to go get the cooties. And uh, <laughs> now now I gotta that, go get the cooties yeah. test on Tuesday, on Saturday. And so no, no live podcasts until i i know i don't have the cooties because we can't be given the can't be no no cooties cooties in the house you're you're saying that because you don't want to call it by its name is it like bad bad uh juju or something um i think (laughs) i think just not making it such like a dire thing for like this just a podcast like, it's just a cooties yeah yeah it's so just cooties, like yeah, i gotta go get the, gotta go see if they got the it's cooties but yeah so we are at our respective houses but i just want to shout us out because right now you're hearing me on a microphone you're hearing josh <laughs> on a microphone and you're hearing austin on a microphone none of that zoom bullshit that people try to pull where it sounds <laughs> right. awful Zoom sucks. It's the on worst. On so many levels. It's just Zoom. so bad. The From the video compression to the terrible audio quality to the terrible handling of audio prioritization when people are talking. Yeah. Just a bad platform. Yeah. But the backgrounds top, are fun. On top of that, that's the, the piss poor cybersecurity uh, measures they took, at least in the beginning. There's a lot of security researchers that were like, yeah, you guys didn't do this right. <laughs> so just know that. I mean, you're trusting anybody, you you know, that you do any type of technology with online. You know, you run the risk of, of you know, them screwing it up. So, you know, know that. But Zoom definitely did screw it up. And that doesn't make me happy. <laughs> yeah, Zoom not only screwed it up, but proceeded to be like yeah we screwed it up and then double down on screwing it up and then people still proceeded to do all of their video calling through zoom like it's not like Mm -hmm. it it, i don't feel like it impacted right then nobody knew almost at all i mean i guess teams probably got some market share from that but like not i mean everyone i know still uses zoom all the schools use zoom they all use it well, I'm, you know, it's a, you bring up teams. It's interesting. I just was reading about them. They doing a little research on it. They actually gained their uh, market share because of their, you know, seamless integration to Office 365 or Microsoft 365, as it's called now. Yep. That's actually like the primary driver. It has really very little to do with anything else. Like it's just basically like, oh, this is included. Cool. We'll just you know, jam that down everyone's throats. Which also is like why they're destroying slack by the way oh <laughs> so. yeah i have to imagine <laughs> like I, slacks slack I went hated downhill slack. bad after that slack never was it to usage. me no slack is a very weird platform to use in my opinion um some people love it though i'm not, I'm not trying to discredit you know anybody's subjective opinion that's uh, that's why we have different op, you know uh software it's why people make different art and different music whatever it's all part of life but basically like it, i just never understood it i i you have to like 
sign in through your browser and then it loads the app and there's probably some sort of scripting crap that's going on, which doesn't really make me happy, you know, on my computer, but you know, those kinds of things. And I, you know, I don't know enough about it, about the back end of it to know intelligently what it is, but I just know it just, I just didn't really care for the way it behaved. It seemed a little too intrusive to me. Everyone <clears throat> so. at my school used it in college. So Sure. There was a lot of like, yeah. oh, get join the Slack the thing or whatever. Right. But one of the things that I couldn't stand about it, and I'm sure this has been fixed by now, and if it hasn't, then that's awful. But it didn't have like a voice <laughs> chat feature. So it was like, let me, yeah. I had to coordinate all this stuff in Slack. And then it's like, all right, let's go hop in this. You can't get normal people to get on Discord. So you got to be like, oh, I guess I'll go get in a Skype right. call. Like, I don't want to ever be in a <laughs> Skype call. <laughs> what, you don't like Skype? Skype's the Skype's the, the creme de la creme, man. That's the good stuff. That's, Skype that's is, is an infection on a computer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeast infection. It's not the creme de la creme. It's actually a virus. Or no, what is yeast? Yeast is a uh, bacteria. My bad. Yes. <laughs> it's a bacteria. <laughs> Um, um wait did, okay yeah. I, slack doesn't have a voice chat i don't think i was i'm just getting ready to google it i, I was saying i, I know really it know. didn't i don't i would hope that they added it but it doesn't you know i also wouldn't put it right. past them not adding it oh but, no it does looks like they added it okay that's good yeah, um the basics do you think yeah. that um teams numbers are inflated because if you install are they counting yes. just like the installation uh, I don't. I don't know if the official numbers from Microsoft are that way. I mean, I don't know. It, I say yes because my initial knee-jerk reaction was that, like, it's like, yeah, it's probably they're just throwing it all, you know, general Microsoft 365 numbers at you. But um, they could pull theoretically data off of their, you know, ser- servers. How much, you know, how many um, active users there are at any given moment, or something like that. Which I think that might be where they they pull their data, but I don't really know. So, but it's possible they could be inflated numbers, right? Like we, yeah, because you know, I don't know because really it's Microsoft. They could say whatever they want, you know. Like it, yeah, <laughs> it's not like they're providing like the the raw data for people to analyze and scrutinize. They don't care, you know. They're just giving it to the shareholders to go, hey, we we have this many users on Teams, cool, you know. Yeah, because Teams. Was, well, that is something ahead. I just noticed recently because I was deploying Office on some machines at one of our clients, and like, yeah, it uh. Teams started <laughs> auto just opening and then signing in. So all the other Microsoft apps, when I open them, it's like it prompts you to sign in. Even if you've connected right. that computer through the Azure AD, it still prompts you to like activate the Office license when you install Office. Yep. But mm-hmm. with Teams, <laughs> it just opens and logs in and it's like, it's let's like, go. Yeah. I'm going to take over your computer. <laughs> no, I I don't know. I, do you like Teams? No, I think it's ugly. Yeah, that's right. I think... Yeah. Um, it the, looks the, like Slack in a lot of ways to me. Like, they look very similar. Slack has at least, like... So, like, the layout of... I don't There's know how to teams. describe it. Teams is very flat. Everything about it is very flat and gray. And True. I feel very strongly about, like... Oh, that's right. I got rid of it. The... You're going to spend a lot of time talking on these platforms and looking at them and reading on them. And they should at least provide you 
with a pleasuring like experience to look at like it should i don't know give me some blues in there like use some color theory like try i don't know try like that that's my that was my biggest problem with teams is it looks like it functions really well but it doesn't look like they tried it doesn't look like they tried to make like a, a good looking ui it looks like they were like oh what did Office look like in 2003? Okay, make the line straighter and call it Teams. Well, you know, that that's there might be some truth to that. I, I'll tell you one thing that annoys the crap out of me right now about it is I'm trying to log into it, like in the web browser. Just And this is, I'm using Edge Chromium um, on my PC here, and I literally cannot get the site to load, the Teams site. <laughs> Like it loads like halfway. It's like completely half-assed, right? Like it's like, oh, it's trying. It's processing <laughs> a request in the background. I guarantee you I'm going to get a script error here in a minute where it says, oh, yeah. Oh, and then it just popped. Yep. It's like it can't, can't load. On your own website, like that, that kind of thing is what drives people crazy about Microsoft. It's like, what are you doing <laughs> to the back end yep. of your stuff? Like how, how does this not function? I mean, this is like, we're not talking about some obscure app that, you know, that don't, doesn't have that many users on. Like, I don't know. I can't think of a good example of one off the top of my head. They've had so many, but in the past, but like, this is like a core app that you're touting, actively promoting, actively pushing, actively putting in front of everyone, like in the marketplace. And <laughs> I can't even load it in my web browser. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, what on earth are you doing? And I'm not, it's not like I'm running a bunch of stuff on this computer either. Like very basic stuff. Like I have a few things open. Yeah. I know you like to accuse me of like having like 10,000, you know, browser <laughs> tabs open and shit like that. But like, as not what I'm doing. It's like very basic, but I can't get it to work. Okay. That's cool. Guess I'll just close out. Microsoft, not going to use Teams today. Microsoft has some <laughs> of the most like ass login servers. I know. I've ever experienced. Like the amount of times I've been told that my work account doesn't exist. Oh really? And it's like no, it does. I I know. I. It, it feels funny. totally random. Uh huh. Yeah. And sometimes you just get on and you try to log in and it'll just be like, nope, that no. doesn't. That's not real. And you're like, oh. T today right, sure. you don't get to work. I'm yeah. getting gaslighted by Microsoft at 9:30 <laughs> a.m. <laughs> no, this is not your reality. You do not get this today. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. You know, it's hard to, it's hard to not, you know, on the flip side, trying to be fair here, like they do have a lot of stuff they're trying to balance and work on, but I just, I, I can't give them a lot of slack when it's, you know, a core product like that. It's like, <laughs> it's yeah. kind of as bad as Windows 10. <laughs> so like <laughs> Windows 10 and it's lovely updates, <laughs> locking users out. We're still dealing with that issue. So it's just a lot of fun. That's good. It's yeah, we, we encountered a new problem with that today. I wonder, Did you? I've been trying to yeah. look into it and trying to see if there's more to it because um, we had an issue where, so the the work around the fix to like, oh, it kicked me off my like sign User in profile. is you just yeah. put a um, local admin <laughs> on the right, machine, right. sign in, and then rejoin through that. And usually it just reconnects the existing account on the machine and then maps the data and you move right. on with your life. But in this instance, it made another <laughs> account with the same name and then just like underscore and then random characters. 
So it effectively <laughs> locked every like everyone out of that account. That's awesome. You could access the account data, so it's like I'm able to like for the most part it's a, it's a non-issue. You get their files, it's whatever. Right. But the one thing we lost was Chrome data because Right. It's and this is this is a partly an issue oh, with end users in general is like if you forget a password you know there's only so much you can do but i guess if you this is a good like little psa if you use sync with chrome PSA. and you've been using and you've been using sync with chrome for a long time you might have a passphrase right. associated with your sync <laughs> if you have a passphrase associated with your sync and you don't know it cool it the only way to get sync to work is to get rid of your sync data. That is your option. There is I mean, no other honestly, option. That's crazy. So if you if you have been using Google Chrome for a long time, and I mean like a long time, um, go check out your sync data and see if it's being synced. See if it's behind a passphrase. See if you know the passphrase. If you don't know the passphrase, <laughs> gather up that data and <laughs> clear it and then redo it without a passphrase. Or if you do get a passphrase, maybe you should like write it down somewhere. Chrome, let me look that up real quick. Chrome sync passphrase. Did that actually, like when did they release that? I've I don't never even, seen even that in my that. life. Well, I don't use Chrome because it's too invasive. Like, to be honest, like, I'll, honestly, and I'll probably get, I can see people flaming me for that, so to speak. But like, it, honestly, I, I don't use it because it, when you download Google Chrome, at least the way it used to work, and maybe it doesn't now, which I haven't used that browser in probably six months at least, I would say, maybe even a year. I don't, I don't know. But point is, is like when you download it, you install it, it runs like an anti, like a, some sort of virus scan like scans your entire hard drive to make sure you got nothing malicious on it and like it's protecting google from their servers it's insane it's like no 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 <laughs> like yeah, when i found yeah. that out i was like nope <laughs> delete you're done like you need to get off my computer go away so very interesting yeah i don't know so like i'm looking here support.google.com which would be about useless um Turn on sync. No, that's not it. Create a passphrase. Reset your passphrase. There's some instructions here on how to reset it. Neat. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can share this link in the chat. Did we lose you, Daniel? No, I'm here. No, all right. I'm I, just I trying to find that link because I looked at a link similar <clears throat> to that. And when I went through the steps, it told me that I could reset it. But in resetting it, you delete all your data. <laughs> Well, I was going to send it to you via Teams, but I can't, <laughs> I can't send you the link that way. So. <laughs> Here we are. Here we are. Oh, well. Well, I guess I'll just do old-fashioned email. <laughs> yeah, um, just fax it to me. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, my gosh. Uh, that's good stuff. In other news, what do you think about... Or are you still looking that up? No, you're good. What do you think about this, um, the new MacBook Air? Give it to me strong. You gave it to me strong the other day. I want the listeners to hear your opinion. Yeah, so if you listened to the last episode, you heard us talk about Apple's shitty marketing surrounding their new <laughs> laptops and how we felt about it and the possibilities of what it could be. Um, those are now out and in the hands of consumers, and they turned out that they're really good. 
so get out of here um i suck they're so good and I'll they're have, so good and i'll have you know that i started out that episode telling everyone <laughs> that you might be listening to this next week saying daniel you're stupid and you were and i Correct. understand yeah but basically the new m1 chip apple's arm processor essentially it's not it's their own but it's based off the arm architecture um people were worried because it couldn't run x86 uh they were unsure if it was going to be able to run boot camp so you pretty much nerfed the macbook to running whatever big sur can run um Mm. turns out that's not true they have rosetta 2 on there which is an x86 emulator which has been around for a long time on windows but it's never worked worth anything it's uh, it's always been legitimately awful, but in this case, they, I mean, there's been instances where x86 applications were running at like 94, I think 92, 94% of their peak efficiency on these M1 chips, uh, but the M1 mm. chips also enable people to run iOS apps on the Macs, so actually what happened is now the new Mac products can run, I think, more... Like, has, like, the most variety in the amount of apps it can run. Okay. Um, they run super cool. They're super quiet. Um, the Mac, the MacBook Air is 100% silent. Doesn't thermal throttle. Because really? um, it doesn't have a mechanical fan. Okay. Um, Interesting. Then, when you get into the MacBook Pro, when you add that fan, the M1 can kind of ramp up a little bit and give you a little bit more performance but you're really just paying for a touch bar. But where the value really comes in <laughs> is the Mac Mini because at $699, you are getting a hell of a processor, incredibly fast storage, integrated RAM into the chip so the chip can inter- can interface right, with the RAM right. at like a deeper level and it just it's lightning quick. Um, yeah, that, that's blazing fast. And just overall, like, it's just, it's I think... I, this is less of a message saying, hey, go out and buy an M1 Mac, but right. whatever's, coming, whatever's <laughs> coming next is probably going to be crazy. All right. If you think so. If, if, what, if what they've given us is any indication of where they're going. Yeah. I mean, I think it looks good. And definitely the world has gone cloud first, mobile first kind of thing so arm based i don't know it never really excited me i always thought it was kind of stupid um just in general like arms for cell phones for that mobile community over there you know i'm old school and um you know there's just not a lot of business business apps you're gonna find i think on an arm based processor Mm -hmm. that are like legitimate commercial product but as the world is changing especially in the world of like um you know, like IOT devices that are using like mobile chipsets and stuff like that. A lot of those, you know, unique uh, manufactured chipsets that are out there for different types of industrial like sensors and, and things of that nature could could be valuable there. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that a MacBook really bridges a gap to that. So it still just kind of bothers me. But whatever. I think um, Apple does a great job in their ecosystem overall. Like for what it is, it's pretty hard to to nail down something so elegant and uh you know i'll be curious to see it in in action like in productivity yeah that kind of thing like that would be where i'm at Um, yeah that's that's what it all is going to boil down to is when it comes down to these big heavy 
like uh, processor heavy tasks that like people do in like right. real world business scenarios. Like, what does it look like in that? In that, and um, I know yeah. from what we've seen so far, um, you know, like what are Macs used for? Heavy video right. encoding, video rendering, right. file transfers because they have some of the best SSD technology in the game. Um, right. In all of those benchmarks that people have been running in those actual uh, applications these Macs are kicking the ass of the 2018 and 19 variants, which cost okay. more. <clears throat> really? So it's seeming like their switch to their own silicon is a good one. That's good. But yeah, it's really up to like, how, what does the trend keep going? Cause you can, you can blow right. a lead you can get a lead and right. just screw it up somehow. So, well, I mean, that's, we've seen that, right? Like it's all 90% marketing, honestly. Mm-hmm. which they do a great job of. So they'll probably stay in the lead as long as they're doing that. But, um, and as the world has become more and more, absolutely more and more reliant on technology to, to function, at least in the developed world, um, you know, they're, they're in a great position to be there for a while, um, obviously. But, you know, back in the day, like in the 90s, I mean, we had, there are certain devices that they made that were like Apple made specifically. And I can't remember what they're called now, like a Newton, maybe that was one of them. But like, those were devices that like could actually had more, actually had more functionality than the iPhone in 2007. Like they had actual capabilities that were better, but because they marketed them so shitty, like (laughs) back in the day, like in Apple was like, just, I don't know. They were struggling. Um, can't remember the guy's name who was running things before Steve Jobs came back. But, you know, once Steve Jobs came back, he basically blew all those old projects away, even though they were, like, really good projects. I mean, I remember having – I was working in, like, 2002 in Ohio for an ad agency at the time. And um, a lot of the creatives really really liked the Apple products that were out. They, like, were using them constantly. And of course, that was right when the iMac came back and all that thing, that whole – you know, community thing came back then. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with this bad boy. I don't know. I'm not convinced arm is there. That's my stance. I don't know. I'm not convinced it is either, but I'm, but I am slightly convinced that Apple will get it there. Yeah. If anybody could do it, it's probably them. Um, you know, isn't Microsoft doing that too? Don't they have, yeah, the surface, uh, surface, is the Surface Go an ARM based, or is it just the Surface like Pro X or whatever? I think it's just. I can't remember the which Pro one that is. I'm pretty sure it's the Surface yeah. Pro X. Yeah. 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 Best ARM PC. So, you know, I don't hear much about that, but again, you know, whatever. It's Windows, so Windows 10 kind of. Microsoft <laughs> does a really <laughs> shitty job of like pushing their products to consumers. <laughs> Like, I feel like if you asked, like, well, a, a thousand I, I don't, people what a Surface Pro X is, they're going to look yeah, at you like, what? They're like, huh? Even What's the that? Even the countertop, yeah, the no, Surface? I know. But I wish they would stop doing that, though. My point back, not even to you, but just in general to Microsoft, is stop trying to chase consumers. <laughs> like, quit yep. that. Like, I was, I'd rather you focus on on the business side of things because the power of personal computing, the power of an, of an x86, you know, processor that's like healthy and beefy and can last you a good five, 10 years, like back in the day, that wasn't a bad thing. Like that was a good thing. No, <laughs> you for know, sure. like I had computers that I would keep for 
a, literally a decade. I, I, I have one that's in production right now that's like, you know, six, seven years old. Another one's like 10, 12 years old, but I keep them clean and I keep them maintained and they, they run forever, right? Like yeah. just like a car. But, you know, the, the whole thing is like, I use those with like high-end productivity applications, day-to-day, rock solid, you know, like I'm, I'm rocking really heavy intensive tasks and I like, that's like what I'm supposed to do. Like, that's like my life, you know, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. kind of the way I've always been. And, uh, you know, we've got this, like, then that's kind of what the joke was with Apple. Like it was always, Oh, Microsoft is a big boy stuff. And Apple was kind of the, you know, the creative stuff. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with either side. Like I, I always was like, I don't know why we're disrespecting Apple. I don't get that, but okay. Um, and uh, you know, that was the old sentiment, but like now it's just like, I wish Microsoft would stick to their business side because they really are doing an amazing job at it. Like, I think it's great to have consumer input on business apps, but I wish they would stop like making windows 10, especially just like, Oh, we got to release windows 10 S because we want to basically compete with Apple Yeah. again on something else. And we got to release a tablet version of windows, windows eight, you know, back in the day, cause we need to compete with the iPad. Like who cares? Like not who cares, but like, know your core competency it's not yeah. clearly not tablets you know? yeah it's not phones you know that's <laughs> like, one of the few battles that i think a lot of them learned though <laughs> was the ridiculous. ipad one i feel like a lot of people were like like i don't know everyone was just kind of like yeah the ipad's the best one and we aren't gonna beat it all right moving on <laughs> like they tried for like a good five years right. but like after that five year like, mark well, i think everyone collectively was up. like yeah i think they just yeah. are gonna do that better yeah, <laughs> but, it's funny. So go. So to wrap this up, I'll just mention PC World's article says, you know, sorry, but the new MacBook Air is not faster than ninety percent, ninety eight percent of PC laptops, <laughs> which I think is a funny read. No endorsements. We don't get paid to talk about PC World, but I just happen to come up on it. I think it's funny. Yep, bad marketing. <laughs> I mean, it's purely just <laughs> yeah. like I, clickbait headline. <laughs> And it, it sucks, though, because, like, if they could just reword that to, like, 98% of the ones that, like, you peasants right. have touched. Because, like, that's the, what they the mean. Hundred, yeah, the $150 laptop that can't do anything. Because, like, <laughs> you know, yeah, like they are <laughs> mad faster than that, and it feels much right. faster. But I think the other thing is, like, they should say it feels faster than 99%, because it's not faster. But one thing right. that they do have going for them is they have these um, machine learning cores on the M1s, and oh, things really? open instantaneously. I mean, it's snappy. You could, you could, you could realistically say feels more responsive than ninety percent of Windows laptops, and it does. Did you, did you buy one? No. Is that how you know all this? No. Or I did, did not you buy like one. have a friend, or did you just go to the store? I like how did w- you? I wouldn't touched one. Okay. I was I was I was too intrigued. Perverted. Nice. I needed to yeah. I needed to touch an iPhone 12 to, con- to okay. confirm that I didn't want to buy it. Nate, I did. I confirmed that I didn't want to buy it. And then, and then I you... just was like, I want to see what the M1 Max are like. They open real fast. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, I do have one other thing to add to Apple. It's a separate thing. It's actually more Amazon. But uh, do you know that Amazon right. is now offering EC2 instances for Mac Minis? No, I didn't know that. Yep. Uh, no kidding. Amazon had its uh, reInvent Virtual huh. Conference um, on December 1st. And right. it, one of the well, things it announced... Well, yeah, yeah it's, it's starting. I'm sorry. It started on December 1st. Um, 
and they're now offering Mac instances in EC2. Wow, that's hilarious. I got to look that up real quick. <laughs> I got to get my account here. I can't believe that. Uh, where's my... There it is. That's funny. EC2. Let's yep. look it up. I want to see if it's truth. Maybe it's not out yet. Might not be out yet. Yeah, I'm reading an article on PC Mag. Um, Moment of truth, people. Written Moment of by truth. Matthew Humphreys. I don't care about Matthew Humphreys. I didn't meet him. I did not like him. I'm giving him his damn credit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have you know that no, he's... No, I see, I see uh, uh, Catalina and Mojave in here. What? In the uh, EC2 launch instance in Amazon. I see macOS Catalina and I see macOS Mojave. Well, that would be it, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> they, um, that's crazy. I can't believe that Apple servers. actually did that. They're Mac minis. Huh. They are actual physical Mac minis. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> um, That's funny. That's got to cost a fortune. <laughs> yeah, the, the cost to consumers is $26 for the first 24 hours of usage and then $1.08 <laughs> per hour after that. That's funny. I can run a legitimate Linux server for a month hardcore and still and for like maybe 40 bucks yep <laughs> a month and all you get all you get for that hours. is That's funny okay so they're not the m1 mac so they are the core i7 mac minis with 32 gigabytes of ram so it's what i'm actually on right now mm. it's a bunch of what i it's okay. a bunch of my computers gotcha amazon well, is to be promising amazon said they're going to start offering the new m1 mac mini soon um, but no, sure no, yeah, will. this uh, the i7 Mac Mini with 32 gigs of RAM, I, it gets hotter than hell. Don't get me wrong; like right now, my <laughs> CPU is at 92 degrees. Um, yeah, it does. But is there a fan in that thing? Oh, there's there, no fan. There's in that like thing, is one there? 40 millimeter fan. Like it's oh, it's a piddly ass fan, oh, but That's it's fast. Funny. It's a really nice computer. I really like it. I'm sure it is. Yeah. It's got to run at, you know, 9 million degrees to be that fast. Yep. But sure, it's fast. <laughs> get it in an icebox to put it in. Right. Like, Sometimes when I'm cold, I lay my hand on it. And, like, it'll... I mean, if you lay your hand on it for... I believe if I wanted to, I could cook an egg on my <laughs> Mac Mini. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Note to self, don't put that anywhere near a baby or a small <laughs> child or, you know, like... Yeah, really... <laughs> That's actually a fair uh, point, though, because, like, yeah, you, a kid could totally walk up and put his... I mean, it's not going to burn yeah. if you just put your hand on it, but no, if I, right. like, just laid my hand there for long enough, I could... That would probably hurt me. Yeah. So, in other news, the Microsoft, there. this affects, like, us, so... And it'll affect a lot of people that are in, like, kind of the business world. Uh, Internet Explorer, Microsoft's, like, basically blocking hundreds of sites in internet explorer now oh great they're trying to encourage people to abandon it which they've been trying to do for years oh, to be yeah. honest oh that's definitely gonna affect us yeah so like there's a there's an internet explorer tab that's in edge that you can turn on if you go to the settings and then default default browser in there so you can turn that on so you can use like an ie tab that's supposed to emulate that for like those legacy type websites where only internet explorer would work that kind of thing but you know i don't know so like <laughs> it's goofy like i'm just like yeah, again with this like i get it i understand you want to get away from it but you're People also the same it. company that sold everybody on developing apps with it 
back in the day and those apps still exist. So how do you plan on keeping those users happy and not just happy? That's not even the right thing to say. How do you plan on keeping businesses functioning? (laughs) You know, like I'm thinking about car dealerships that can't access certain websites now like all of a sudden how are they how are we supposed to you know what i mean and you just throw this out there and expect like your tech support people to just come up with a solution all of a sudden yep microsoft well like, i mean come on. they've already been causing a pain in the ass with that exact thing because i know we have a client that uses a internet explorer for certain like pdfs um that they okay. use just because their database that they use is old, so they have to get it for right, Internet Explorer. Right. And yep. when we upgraded their environment to Windows 10, it would not open. In, in, <laughs> even if you asked it to open up an Internet Explorer, <laughs> it would not do it until you went into a setting that was unmarked oh and at the bottom gosh. of something and you told it to allow it to open with Internet Explorer from Edge. And I was like, that is awful. Because like, outside of yeah. a business perspective, let's say I'm just like grandma. And, like, I want to open up this Internet Explorer window that I've been opening up since 1996. And now I just can't. And it doesn't give me an error. It doesn't do anything. It just opens up this new scary edge window that doesn't tell me what's going on. Yep. Like, it's just stupid. That's that's how they roll. (laughs) That's how they roll. (laughs) Uh, That's good stuff. They'll figure it out. They'll figure, yeah, eventually, in a decade. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my love of Microsoft. I actually do like most of their, like, core products, I have to admit. And I think they did a pretty decent job. I I give them a lot of hate. So I I feel like I got to counterbalance that in this podcast sometimes. Because we do, we do have lots of hate, lots of, lots of aneurysms going on. (laughs) 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 But no, I mean, like they're all all the tech companies. No one can get them 100% perfect all the time. That's why we have jobs. Yay. Go jobs. Yeah. Keep messing it up somehow a little bit. But like. You will call us. Trust me. Not enough to like ruin everything, but just enough to people need us. Right. It's like. uh, Exactly. I'm sure like. I'm sure it's a great time to be like a a certified like German car technician. Oh like, yeah. Like as is. they make these things like 100%. more complex, yeah. more electronic based. Like I'm sure it's Everything, the best time to be one of those yeah. one of those guys. Well, I mean the best time so that started that started what in the early like mid 2000s. Like, that's been going on for ages. Like, boats. Yeah, boats have moved away from, like, pneumatic systems to circuit boards. And those yeah. on the water, those go bad all the time. I mean, like, you know, everybody's doing that. Like, I have a... We have a, a pool that has, like, a, a circuit board in it. And the one they installed was bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I know that happens, right? Like, but it's still... It's like, to the point. It's like, oh, my gosh. Like, of course, it's bad. You're You're putting this circuit board in florida weather outdoors and it isn't a case right like it's all protected but it's like still a recipe for disaster it's yeah i mean it's gonna last what two years maybe before we're gonna have three years like until it'll have to be replaced i don't know i mean and that's actually got like a little wireless transmitter receiver to an intern like it's got all kinds of stuff in it but anyways enough of that yeah i think i think the time for i mean basically like technicians used to be oh you got your car tech 
you know, or like your boat guy or your HVAC guy or plumber. And now it's like, yeah, now you've got like kind of these hybrid roles. Everybody's expecting to learn, you know, yeah, different aspects of technology as well as like just old, old school, what are the journey, like journeyman type things, you know, um, which I'm not familiar with. So I'm not trying to disrespect it. I just don't know, but like what it's all called, but you know, basically learning your trade. Um, now you learn tech with it. Cool. Well, yeah, and it go it, you. It does a double thing because, um, in part, if I'm 55 and I've been working on suspensions for 30 years, mm-hmm. and now the suspensions control themselves, and I have to change out sensors and right. rerun rerun wires, right. I am not effective in my craft anymore but (laughs) in the switch side if i'm some nerdy kid that understands sensors and wires it's now much more accessible to go work on cars right so it's a it's a double-edged sword for sure (laughs) it's definitely affecting different people different ways but i do think it's cool that like it just makes certain fields more accessible than they were for certain people because it's like not even that it wasn't as accessible, but just less intimidating. Because it's kind of like when mm. they made coding, they have coding apps where like you can drag and drop the stuff like as blocks. And it's like, this is right. the same syntax. It's not any more, less complex. It's the order of it's just as complicated. But you, when you make people feel like it's more approachable, they're more apt to learning it. And I think we're seeing that with a new younger generation of like mechanics and stuff across all yeah. like motor vehicle type things, just because they're integrating more technology and it's pushing out a generation of mechanics that either don't want to, or can't learn how to work with it. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Also, yeah. I'm calling back to this part of the show. Cause I, I, I wasn't stupid. Let's, uh, uh, when I'm when I'm back at the office, I'm gonna reprogram. We're gonna have a Daniel wasn't stupid button because I feel like often on this show we think I was stupid, and then it turns out I wasn't stupid. Um, what were you not stupid? I about? did in fact read this uh, resetting your sync path passphrase article. Oh, good. Um, and yes, that is an option. But when you reset your sync passphrase, it's under the idea that you're still using that Google Chrome. So it wipes all your oh, sync data, yeah. but then it mm-hmm. just resyncs it. But since we don't have access to that account <laughs> with that data and it's not stored locally, um, we are we are not able to do that method. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that sucks. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it, it it's funny because it's like it kind of sucks, but it also kind of doesn't because it means it was well encrypted, right? So yeah, right. double edged sword. But yeah, I think that's all we have extra time for today. We weren't really deep into Apple again, but listen, there's going to be a day where we don't <laughs> just talk about Apple and things or Microsoft that are fun, fun things. You notice, right? You notice how I don't talk about Google. And it's basically, I don't want anybody to misunderstand my opinion about Google. I hate Google. So, yeah, <laughs> like it's not, not talking it's about them to spare them. Talking, yeah. Cause literally I'll probably have like a stroke or something like you know, my <laughs> blood will boil to 200 degrees. But, um, 
and Facebook too. We don't really talk about any of the other big tech companies. We just talk about Apple and Microsoft. We talk about them when they do something do? of value. Amazon. We talk about them. Yeah, we do. Well, yeah. not value. Something that impacts it's, us. I don't know. Facebook does a lot of bullshit. Yeah, let's be honest. I mean, like if people are going to get attracted to us talking, we're going to inspire some sort of emotional re- response. We're going to like talk about the crap that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> we're like the news. We talk about the, the crime. Oh, my God. Fear, death, and negativity. Burning down the Join house is podcast. the mainstream media. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> we are now MSM. We have deemed ourselves. <laughs> That's amazing. But yeah. Um, the two listeners. Thank MSM. you. Thank you so much for listening to us on the mainstream media podcast. Um, we'll yeah. be back next week with more misinformation. And, and more F technology. <laughs> all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah. Um, does anyone? Peace. Austin. Huh? Austin. Do you have anything that you need to add? Huh? I feel like Austin huh. has something he needs to add. Um, I didn't get the thirty sixty Ti graphics card that I wanted, and I'm sad. Oh, and my computer sucks. upgrade will have to wait. Find that. It. Find oh, out. Oh, that's right. We were going to talk about that, weren't we? We were. We were going to talk about Nvidia. Here's the thing. Find out next week how we feel about graphics card releases. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everybody. Goodbye.